0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Bible Code. What does the number 12 mean in the Bible? That is our focus for today. For a copy of the transcripts, please go to www.dnainthebible.com. The number 12. The number 12 is defined in the King James Bible as governmental perfection. Perfection we're going to look exactly at what that title means. Now, this study will be different than most studies on the number 12, and I'm trying to do that on purpose. That way, you are not getting the same information that you would find on other websites of the biblical meaning of the number 12. Consider for a moment the occurrences of the number 12 that we know of offhand, the nation of Israel, the 12 tribes, God's chosen people the apostles, there were twelve. And the book of Revelation contains numerous examples of the number twelves from the sealing of the twelve thousand of each tribe to the dimensions and characteristics of the new Jerusalem. In fact, Moses, the one who delivered the laws to the children of Israel, his death is recorded in the last chapter of Deuteronomy, and that chapter contains twelve verses. Over and over again, we see the number associated that is the number 12, with the government of God. Colossians chapter 1 verse 17 says, And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. This passage of scripture contains 12 words. So what are some of the topics that we're going to cover in this study? We're going to look at 12 particular characteristics of God and how these 12 characteristics point to different words, phrases, and a little side note, how they're connected to DNA. We're going to take an in-depth look at how the number 12 deals with Joshua in the promised land, how it deals with the book of Revelation in the New Jerusalem. Elements can we see in nature that relate to the number 12? How does the number 12 relate to Armageddon? The 12 confessions found in the book of Deuteronomy. The law of Moses the characteristics of a prudent man, Jesus when he was young, high priests of the Old Testament, and finally, the crucifixion. Let us start with the phrase that I find fascinating, and that phrase is the power of God. Now, I use Pure Bible Search, and that software is on the website at www.dnainthebible.com. It's free, and you just type in the power of God— and take out all the repetitive times that it occurs and what i found is this is that there is precisely 12 titles that are found after the phrase the power of god and these phrases are found for dna speaking of god now we're not talking too much about dna in the number 12 but it is a topic that we have talked about on our podcast these 12 titles are as follows the power of god the power of the Spirit of God, the power of an endless life, the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, the power of Christ, the power of his resurrection, the power of his might, the power of his Christ, the power of the highest, capital H, the power of the Spirit, and the power of the Lord. We've talked about pegs before and how when you see something repeated, In this case, the power of is a repeated phrase. Everything else after is a parallel. They are explaining the same person, are they not? The power of is a phrase that is found in 46 chapters of the Bible. That is the same number for human DNA. What's also interesting is is that all the descriptive words that come after the phrase, the power of, this is talking about Christ, who is also God, is it not? Because when I read off these words to you, Christ and God and the Holy Ghost, these three are one, just like the Bible says. Well, if you were to put all of these words together in pure Bible search that come after the power of, you will find that these 12 listings are found in 23 verses of the Bible, the same number for seed from a father, and Jesus Christ happens to be the promised seed the incorruptible seed, as said in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, that we are born again by. But let's take a look at Joshua for a moment and the promised land. How does this relate to the number 12? The first 12 chapters of the book of Joshua is Joshua entering and conquering the promised land. Just a coincidence. Again, think of the government of God and eventually these, this promised land would be where Jerusalem is found, correct? And Jerusalem is where the name of God is. But now let's turn our attention to the book of Revelation and the occurrences of the number 12, because there is quite a few for the new Jerusalem. There were 12,000 of each tribe sealed as servants of God. A crown of 12 stars is found upon a woman's head. This woman represents Israel. New Jerusalem has 12 gates, and at the 12 gates, 12 angels, and at the gates the name of the 12 tribes. The New Jerusalem has 12 foundations, which contain the names of the 12 apostles. The dimension of the New Jerusalem is 12,000 furlongs square. The 12 gates of the New Jerusalem, there are 12 pearls. And the tree of life in the New Jerusalem contains 12 different fruits, for the healing of the nations. In fact, the phrase the fruit of is found in 12 books of the Bible. Let's now move on to the number 12 and nature. Some of you have heard, I'm sure, of the zodiac. Well, the zodiac, there are 12 constellation of stars within the zodiac. Now, we may not fully understand the purpose of the zodiac, but let's talk for a moment about what we do know. The Zodiac was something that all the regions of the world knew about, which makes me ponder if it was information given prior to the flood. Remember, they worshiped the stars of heaven. And everything that God creates and does, the devil tries to pervert it. And why? To steal the glory of God. Because we see in Job chapter 38 verses 31 that he mentions two constellations, Pleiades and the bands of Orion. God knows the names of stars. So, and if the heavens declared the glory of God, Satan would love to take that glory away and pervert and destroy. So that nature has nothing to do with the orderliness of God anymore, right? I mean, look at numbers. That's what we study. How God orchestrated, he's the one that created numbers, and he put numbers in the Bible in a very orderly way to show he organized the Bible because how many authors uh, orchestrated by the power of the Holy Spirit in writing the Bible, not to mention the translation committee? Well, it was about 40 men. And these 40 men didn't live all at the same time. And yet there is a consistent thread through the Bible of how God uses numbers. That is amazing. And that shows the power of God. What other items in nature show the number 12? Well, that would be a lunar year. We have 12 months in our year. Think about how many hours there are in a day. Jesus Christ said, Are there not 12 hours in a day? Well, because there's 24, that means there's 12 hours in a day and 12 hours at night. The basic unit of time, 60 seconds, 60 minutes, and 24 hours, are evenly divisible by 12 into smaller units. And last, the human body typically has 12 pairs of ribs. there is one particular passage of scripture referring to one day the Lord ruling in peace that I would like to point out and the reason why is there is three again dealing with pegs, there are three mentions his seed, his house, his throne and these three are found in relation to the number 12. it is first Kings chapter 2 verse 33 and it reads Their blood shall therefore return upon the head of Job and upon the head of his seed forever, but upon David and upon his seed and upon his house and upon his throne shall there be peace forever from the Lord. Again, upon his seed, upon his house, and upon his throne, all three phrases are found 12 times in the Bible. One day, the the throne of David is going to rule again in Jerusalem, and that is by the power of God. Again, government of God. But let us take now a look at the 12 confessions found in the book of Deuteronomy. Now, the people are ready to go and cross over into Jordan, but before they do, there was a need to make sure they knew precisely what was expected of them and what would happen if they deviated from God. And there were 12 men that were pronouncing the blessings that they would incur but also the cursings that they would incur if they turned to the left or to the right and served other gods when they went into jordan into the promised land i find it interesting that there were 12 men and what's also interesting and you will find this in deuteronomy chapter 27 verses 12 and to 13 that there were 6 men who spoke the curse And it is found in the 13th verse, the number for depravity and rebellion. In verse 15 through 26, you will find a phrase, cursed be. And what's interesting is it's found 12 times. And that is verses again, 15 to 26 in Deuteronomy chapter 27. God is saying in his orderliness, in his governmental perfection, that through the Moses the laws that he gave to Moses these people needed to abide by his commandments his statutes and the covenant that he made with them or cursed be there would be consequence because God is orderly in fact in speaking about consequence let's take a look for a moment about Armageddon two things i'd like to point out when it comes to Armageddon First, let's take a look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. There is 12 words in total about judgment and God's ruling. And what are those 12 words? Well, vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense. and the Lord shall judge his people. Total 12 words. What's also interesting is the battle of Armageddon occurs in the 12th chapter of Zechariah. But let's get back now to Moses and the law. There is a very interesting passage in Numbers that is in the 7th chapter, and there's a couple different codes going on, and I think you'll find this quite fascinating. In Numbers, starting in chapter 7, verse 15, to numbers chapter 7 verse 81 12 times the same exact scripture the same exact verse is spoken it is one young bullock one ram one lamb of the first year for a burnt offering now in this seventh chapter with these 12 occurrences they repeat starting in verse 15 every sixth verse So verse 15 plus 6, you will see this passage again in verse 21, and in verse 27, and in verse 33. If you add 6 to each verse, it repeats. So what do we have in this verse? We have three animals mentioned, one young bullock, one ram, one lamb of the first year and these are for a burnt offering. Well, Jesus Christ was the burnt offering, correct? He went into the depths of the earth where hell is, three nights, three days, and rose. These three, what do we see as three in the Bible? We see the Godhead as three in the Bible, right? Jesus Christ is part of that Godhead, correct? There are three that are one, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. So we have The number seven, which we have studied in the past, is for divine completeness and spiritual perfection. We have 12 occurrences of this verse that is exactly the same in the seventh chapter. 12, we are learning, is governmental perfection. You can say the plan of God, the layout of his government. We have six, every sixth verse, we have this repetition. Six is the weakness of man. So let's put all of this together, shall we? Could it be summarized in a way, God had a plan from the beginning to send his son, who was part of the Godhead, to be born of a woman under the law to save mankind in his weak state? Could we look at that and say such a thing? And I believe the answer is yes. We have three for the Godhead. Jesus Christ is part of that. He came, he died. He was the burnt offering. It is in the seventh chapter for spiritual perfection and divine completeness. He was the plan of God from the very beginning, and you see it in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, when God is mentioning, I will put enmity between thy seed, speaking to the serpent, and the woman's seed, which was Jesus Christ, because women don't have seed. And then we see it repeated every sixth, because Jesus Christ was born of a woman, born under the law, because man was too weak. He could not save himself. Now that is an amazing, amazing Bible code. What's also interesting is the law of Moses is a phrase that is found precisely in 12 books of the Bible. But now let's turn our attention to the book of Proverbs. There are 12 characteristics in the book of Proverbs for a prudent man, Now, you may be wondering, exactly what is a prudent man? Well, I'm glad you asked, because the definition of it is found in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 21. It reads, Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Okay, what are our pegs? In their own is mentioned twice. So what is before and what is after? What is after is eyes and sight. Those are parallels. Parallels we get our sight from our eyes, correct? What's before the peg? Wise and prudent. So if you don't know what prudent means, you don't have to run to the Greek and Hebrew. You don't have to run to a modern dictionary that's going to tell you something that is not according to the old preserved English of the King James Bible. It's going to tell you in its own words, comparing spiritual with spiritual, that prudent means wise. So let's take a look at the 12 mentions in the book of Proverbs of what a prudent man is. A prudent man covereth his shame. A prudent man concealeth knowledge. Prudent man dealeth with knowledge. Wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way. A prudent man looketh well to his going. Crowned with knowledge. Regards reproof wise of the heart, increaseth learning, getteth and seeketh knowledge. A prudent wife is from the Lord. And this one, this last one now I'm going to mention is the 11th and 12th. It is a prudent man foreseeth the evil. That's mentioned twice. There's just a couple more examples that I will mention when it comes to the number 12. You are probably aware that there were 12 apostles that delivered the gospel to the world. That includes Paul. He was an apostle. And what was the requirement for being an apostle? They had to see the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul did see him when he was knocked off his horse on the road to Damascus. So there is no apostles living today. It doesn't matter what classes um, may have as their title. You cannot be an apostle today unless you have seen the risen Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the next example of the number 12, scripture first records the words of Jesus as a child when he was 12 years old. That is when he was lost. His parents couldn't find him. They turned back around, found him in his temple, and he says to the effect, don't you know I need to be about my father's business? He was 12 years old, and you will find that in Luke chapter 2, verse 42. Another scripture that you are probably aware of is the high priest. And on his uh, breastplate, he had 12 stones representing the 12 tribes of Israel. Also in the Old Testament, there were 12 cakes, uh, two sets of, of six. So again, we see six weakness of man. Jesus came under the law, born of flesh uh, in the weakened state of man so that he could take the sins of the world to the cross. So we have 12 cakes total, two piles of six, And every Sabbath, they had to set in order, new and fresh cakes. The last that I would like to mention to you that is very, very important when it comes to the number 12 is Isaiah chapter 53. It describes the coming Messiah and the suffering that he would endure in order to pay for our sins. And guess what? In that chapter, there is precisely 12 verses. What's also interesting is Isaiah happens to be the 23rd Old Testament book. 23 is the number of seed from a father. We know that in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, that God mentions that he would put enmity, like I mentioned earlier, between thy seed, speaking of the serpent, and the woman's seed. The woman's seed, because women don't have seed, that's in reference to Jesus Christ. He is the promised seed. And here we see in Isaiah, the 23rd book of the Old Testament, testifying to the suffering of the coming Messiah for the sins of the world. And in that chapter 53, there are 12 verses. I hope that you enjoyed learning about the number 12. What I continue to find fascinating is the consistency of how God uses the numbers that he has defined. Join me next time as we look at another number in the Bible Code.